0: Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show.
1: everybody, welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast. My name is John Barrow, your host, and our special guest this week is Sweta Regmi. She's the founder and CEO of teachanddo.com where she coaches and trains people on how to get into the workforce successfully. One of the mistakes I know when I, I'm reading through your profile, Sweta, you know, you're not a recruiter, you're a coach and you're a, you, you train people and prepare people for getting into the workforce. So thank you and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast.
2: Thank you very much uh, for giving me this fantastic opportunity.
1: Yes, we, I know you and I, we both met at a common event that we were both attending online a couple of weeks ago. And when I heard you provide some of the insights that you were giving on that particular, I guess it's a conference or a training session. You know, I knew I had to have you on the podcast because I knew the insights that you have are, are valuable to the people that listen to this podcast. So yeah, we're really happy to have you. So let's, let's yeah, no, thank you. You're welcome. So let's get right into this podcast. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about as we were preparing for this was, you know, how do you actually get, you know, part of the interview or part of the whole job process is having the right paperwork. And we were talking about resumes. So what I'd like to get from you is, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing right now that people are having with their resume? And what are some of the things that they're not doing correctly? Because I know, that's the thing that causes people to get that call.
2: Absolutely. Well, thanks. Um, I mean, that's, let's get right into it. I mean, the first step is to make sure that you know how to sell yourself in paper because a lot of people, uh, they've got fantastic experience, but where they lack is how they are trying to sell themselves on the paper. I mean, just by saying I'm a result-oriented person, that doesn't mean anything to employer. You got to explain how did you do it, you know, what was the content and what was the result of it. You got to give them numbers. And A lot of people don't know the format and writing style. Uh, they're good at it, but like, you know what, when that thing called ATS, applicant tracking system is going to pick that out, you know what, mm. you're going to be filtered out right away. So you need to research a lot about like, not about what you did. It's all about what employer wants, right? So what's in for them to pick your resume? it's, you're going to try to please uh, the automated tool more than hiring manager, because if you're not doing the right thing, then it's not going to land on your, on hiring manager's table. And you know what, you might be so qualified, but guess what? That's not going to be a job for you just because you do do not know how to sell yourself in the paper.
1: So yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Uh, So the question, and I'm I'm sure some of our listeners might be wondering, so how do you exactly pick the right data points to speak to? So how do you make sure that the things that you're putting in your resume are aligned with what they're asking for? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not... uh, We're not psychic, so we don't necessarily know what's on a manager's mind, but what can you tell or what are some of the clues that you can find to make sure that you're putting information that's close to what they want?
2: I'm um, at like, you know, what, a lot of people, what they do is they look at the job descriptions from previous job. And what I tell my client is we're not looking at the previous job. You think about what you did, but you look at the job descriptions that you're applying for. Um, there are keywords like, you know, things like required, you know, or things like, um, good to have um, so always look at those keyword and industry jargon you know stuff like that those are possibly those keywords you need to have it on a resume and at least repeat that ten times or five times in the resume for yourself to like you know um, filter through the ATS tool and obviously mm-hmm. font um, you know like there's so many it's a beast right like you know a lot of employers are using different kind of tools but like you're testing it out um, and there are a bunch of links you can test like you know things like jobscan.co like, .co. you can go there and see if the resume is matching the job descriptions you're applying or not you know you can play around but if the key thing is if you don't know how to write it you know what even when you go and use those link and online um, you're gonna fail so you are better off seeking uh, the advice uh, with the industry like you know people um, if you've done everything and if you failed it you're not get- getting those interviews you know what it's- time for
1: you to invest in yourself. Yeah, no, 100%. And I I think a lot of people forget that going through this whole process, there's, you know, sometimes it requires a bit of an investment, right? Just like when you go through school, you go to school to get an education, so you know how to do the job in the future. And sometimes going through the interview process, or even just a resume process, because I hear this as well, you know, one of the things that we hear all the time is, you know, nobody's responding to, to my submissions. I'm not getting any callbacks. And the question is, you know, the question I ultimately come back with is what, what kind of help did you get to make sure that you're putting in the right things? And a lot of people don't realize that there is a sequence of things that need to happen in order for your resume to end up on a hiring manager's desk. So, you know, getting through, and like you said, you know, uh, using tools like JobScan is is definitely a, a great way to, to filter out to see if you're aligned with what they're looking for but when that's not working you got to get some help right and people need to realize that there are people who specialize like yourself in writing these resumes so they can actually end up on hiring managers desks. so you definitely great points it definitely aligned you know both you and i are, are aligned on what it is you need to do to be successful and at the end of the day if you're not getting it right on your own then get some help I think that's right. That's the the long and short of it. So, so this is great. So, at some point, you get the help you need. You got your resume. Your resume, I finally makes it into a recruiter's hands. And I know, and I actually, I want to speak to recruiters versus managers because these are the gateway people that actually determine whether or not your resume gets to the the manager, the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to recruiter, what are some of the things that you would give advice around to make sure that there's they're being their best when they show up for these calls with these recruiters.
2: Uh, Meaning like uh, the job seekers when they're trying to talk to the recruiter?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's going to happen at some point, you're going to submit your resume. It's going to go through an ATS. The ATS is going to feed it to a recruiter. And the recruiter is like the first step of the filtering system. So. So what would you, so a recruiter is going to call you, what are some of the, what, what's some of the advice that you give your own clients to prepare for those conversation with recruiters?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, like, a you know, recruiter could be anyone. I mean, like a third party, the company might have been outsourcing, or it could be from company itself, right? So mm-hmm. if you know that you've submitted the resume, and then, you know, there are chances you're going to get the call, be prepared. And one of the main thing that, um, I uh, let the client know is, you know what, just because they're calling you right now, uh, right now, either like, and you know, if you're not ready to pick that call, you know what, don't pick it. There's no point of you picking that call and telling them, you know what, it's not the right time for me. Right. They are going to leave you a message. Um, just be prepared. Like you can't be taking call when you're driving or you're like in front of your kids or something, right. That's your time. So, prep yourself. Like a lot of company, like if they're really good at HR, uh, they will not like, they will ask you like, is this the right time? And you know, if it's not the right time, go ahead and say, you know what, unfortunately it doesn't work. And you propose me the time? Like there's always a slot, right company, right? HR people, they're always supposed to provide you the time slot for interviews. They can't just go like, I'm going to be Going ahead with the phone screen right now because that's not professional, right? If they're mm-hmm. trained well, they know how to deal with the a job seeker. So don't be obligated if you're going into the grocery store. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna lose this. You know what? I better drop everything and do the interview. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you don't you, you don't want to do that. So my advice is, if it's not working for you, the time slot, propose a new time slot. Go into the quiet room and prep yourself and do it because that's way better than like you know what I'm just doing something just to please
1: them. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually I like that. So, and and I'm thinking, and you know, some of the listeners might be wondering, so what is an appropriate amount of time to postpone that call? Right. You know, right. So yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear your take on this one.
2: So you know what, it depends like um, a lot of people, what they do, recruiters in HR, if they call in, I'm pretty sure if they're really professional, if they've been doing this forever, right? Uh, They're supposed to leave a voicemail, obviously, because they can't expect the candidate uh, to pick up the phone right away, right? And you know, a lot of, some people are probably, Applying, but then they're probably at different job. And if the expectation is not like returning the call right away. Right. So I would mm-hmm. say return it like, you know, probably um, by end of the day or next, next business day, like, you know, don't mm-hmm. just, don't just slam the door on them, but like be very courteous of their time as well. Reply back and say, I got the call. You know what, um, this is what, like, what, what do you have? It's a partnership. Like I, I know a lot of some recruiters out there, they they are pretty aggressive. I hear from clients, it's like this is a take it or leave it kind of thing you know that's when you decide do you really want to work with a company like that who are not bending the rules it's all about info it's a partnership right you cannot dictate timing for other people but sometimes when you're really desperate you fall for that trap and you want to think about it and I uh, think I'm like if you're behaving that way right now how are you going to be treated in, in like you know when you really start working with the same kind of recruiter, same kind of company they're not bending right so it's, it's a partnership I believe
1: yeah yeah. And yeah, I know this is, so this is good. Yeah. If they're not willing to work with you, you know, as you're going through this process, cause I, and I think this is where you get the the indication of a company's culture, right? And, and this is, you start to see how they operate. And if, you know, they're pressing you all the, you know, if they're pressing you to say, you know, you got to take the call right now, regardless of what you're doing, you got to ask yourself, is that the way you want to work? And that's, and is that the culture that you want to be integrated with? So these are definitely Mm -hmm. some of the things you need to consider. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with postponing. But I like that you said, you know, by end of business day, like be reasonable, right? Don't take the weekend off or don't take three or four days to return the call. Get back to them within the same, I guess, within the same 24-hour window, right? Within 24 hours at a minimum, you know, if not by end of day, the next day in the morning in the a.m., you know, you get back to them because it also shows that there's, from your side that you really want this, right? Because if you prolong it, you know, the question might be, why did you wait so long to get back to me? And you and you gotta think, and you know, and the thing to consider as well is, the, you know, as they're reaching out to you, they're also reaching out to several other candidates as well, right? So you're not mm-hmm. the only one in the hopper because I know from what I've seen, I'm sure you've seen this as well. For every job posting that's out there, there's, you know, depends like it could be anywhere from 100 to 300 applicants right so you don't want to delay too too much because then that can start hurting your chances as well
2: so in a lot of people like, right, I'd like well, to take that uh, point on it, not only phone, because, you know, people are tech savvy these days and they don't really call unless they have to call, right? So mm-hmm. they, they it's email channel going back and forth. So if you know that you're going to be out of um, out of town for a weekend or maybe you're just traveling, whatever it is, you know what, um, just go ahead and put out of office replies so it doesn't feel like you're just, you know, uh, putting them in limbo, right? So the expectation goes both way we I know as much as we say recruiters do not reply back and everything. The expectation is for you to um, make sure that you communicate when you apply for a job out of reply, like, you know, how hard is it? Right. So it doesn't make it look bad that you're not responsive. So that's what I tell my client to do.
1: Awesome. Actually, so you talk about email doing an out of office reply. And I just wanted to ask one more question. Would you put an out of office or, you know, some, sometimes when you go away, you put an out of office on your voicemail, would you do the same thing for voicemail?
2: Absolutely. I've done that. So when I was a job seeker, a long time ago, when I got laid off, I traveled um, out of country actually. So, and that was my recommendation to LinkedIn as well, saying that, okay, why is it not here? Because people started reaching out to me on LinkedIn and there was no way for me to actually let them know I'm not here to respond because I went to the remote country that there was no internet, nothing like that. Right. So, um, but I made a point, I updated my status and, you know, on LinkedIn saying that I'm a, I'm out of office you know I'm, I'm not out of country right so I mm-hmm. let everyone know from my email as well like you know hotmail too and my voicemail as well so if anyone calls me whatever it is they knew that I was not there so they got the point mm-hmm.
1: So this is great. So I just want to recap. So if you're not available and you can't take the phone call or you're going to be away for a number of days, throw in out of office, either on your email, into your voicemail, and you know update your status on LinkedIn to let people know you're not available. So that, that's great. So no, thank you for that. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go into a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper. And we're also going to go into maybe some of the insights that you would give your clients on how to actually properly prepare to show up in the room with the, with the hiring manager. Because now they've gotten to the recruiter, hopefully. And now the next step is going to be the manager, the manager side of it. So we'll get into that as soon as we come back from break. And we'll be back in, in just a minute.
0: Are you planning to move to Canada and concerned about how you will find your first job? Maybe you're already here and struggling to get that big break. As a newcomer to Canada myself, I knew the best time to be prepared for a job search is before I needed the job. My name is Connell Valentine and I'll be your online course instructor helping you get the job soon after and maybe even before you land in Canada. I'll be sharing my screen while helping you build your brand new Canadian resume that will delight recruiters. We will create a direct email marketing campaign to hiring managers that will make you stand out from your competition. We will then be doing a demo of a real online job application, showing you the precise steps you need to follow to quadruple your chances at getting the job interview. And finally, to get the inside info on the vast majority of the hidden job market, I'll show you how real networking is done in Canada. The average salary in Canada is well over $200 per day. Don't waste any more time and money being unemployed while trying to find the right way to job search. Get lifetime access to these courses at the link in the show notes below at courses.zerotohired.com. Use it to get your first job fast and to get your promotional jobs in your future.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Hired podcast. My special guest this week is Sweta Regmi, and she is the founder and CEO of Teach and uh, TeachAndDo, teachanddo.com, where she coaches and and gets people ready for the interview process here in Canada. And where we left off is we were talking about putting out of offices on our voicemail and our email to make sure that, you know, if a recruiter is trying to get a hold of you, and you're not available or you're out of country or you're away for an extended period of time. You want to make sure you keep them informed that that's actually happening. So what we want to go into uh, now is in terms of preparing for the actual interview, because I know this is a part where a lot of people struggle with. You know, you get through and you design the perfect resume. And I'm just sure, you know, your clients use your service to put a, a fantastic resume together. You know, they get through the recruiter part and now they've got an interview scheduled. So what are some of the tips that you give to your clients in terms of preparation on how to get ready for that in-room interview with the hiring manager?
2: So I tell my clients uh, when they go past that process, I tell them to go and stop the hiring manager everywhere. Google, LinkedIn, um, I tell them, just find out who's the hiring manager. And obviously, when they get that interview invite, the name would be listed there anyway. And if they don't have it, find that out, um, who's the person who's going to be interviewing, like you know, HR and hiring manager. Go and see their experience and stuff like that. So you know, like, you know, it kind of feel like you're already connected. You don't feel like you're going... You don't feel like you're going into the room without knowing anything about that particular person. So, by doing that, what's going to happen is if you're applying for something, you know, um, are you talking to the person who's expert on that field, right? Like, you know, mm. then you can, and then maybe there's some, find the common ground, find, try to build that, like, you know, relationship um, by bridging their, like, you know, Um, experience maybe they travel the world they've done the volunteering you know Um, I've done that as a job seeker I've said it oh by the way you volunteer in this one I was part of that too how is it going do you still do that you know stuff like that right it's like casual pop -pop. be ready to do it Mm -hmm. so the interview is all about I like you know I train people on don't stick to like, you know, just questions and answers. Like, you know what, ask questions. Like, you don't have to wait until the end of the day, like, you know, end of the interview to ask questions. It's like, be casual about it, smile and have a chat, like, you know, (laughs) laugh and joke. And before you even enter the room, right. So scan everything everywhere. How's the culture like, you know, behave in a very good manner from the moment that you walk in, because you never know, everyone's watching you. And, When I used to be hiring manager, we had this process, like, you know, I would go down and scan the people, whoever it is, you know, for interviews, and I'll pass that feedback to my colleagues. Hey, good to go. The person looks like he's a fit. I would try to chit chat. The person would not even know. You know, then it's like we're we're thinking, okay, that's a fit or not. How the person's going to act up when um, they're really not in the room, right? So a lot of company actually has started doing it. So be aware of surrounding. Talk to people. Don't be on a phone before you even start the interview. Don't be like that, you know what I mean?
1: So mm-hmm. there are a lot of tips. Yeah, we go through. Some. So actually, so this is good. I, so two questions, right? Uh, one one that popped up for me. So if you don't know the hiring. So if you don't know the name of the hiring manager,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so what would you recommend? So, you know, the recruiter says, OK, great, we're going to schedule you an interview with the hiring manager, but you don't get the name. Would you and I, would you ask the recruiter for the name of the hiring manager?
2: Yeah. I've always coached my client doing that. Like, you know, just make okay. sure you find out it's your right. You need to know who are you talking to. Right. And it's your homework for you like, you know, push it, <laughs> find it.
1: Okay, great. So, that, and then, you know, and, and and the reason I ask is a lot of the people might not know this, right? Like they might yeah. think, well, you know, this is the process. I'm not allowed to ask anything, but you know, the one thought that occurred to me is if they know about you, why can't you know about them? Right. Cause the goal Absolutely. is also, Right. It's also to make sure that you're a fit for the organization and you want to make sure that you're going to be able to work well with that person. And if you don't know anything about them, you can't research them and you don't know or you won't know what they're really like. Right. So that's and good. Yeah, so that's a- like
2: It's same thing, right? I mean, like you know, people would say you would have, you would have an interview tomorrow, but you know what, do you know how many people are going to be there? I've had panel interviews that, you know, it, just because I asked, I knew it. Otherwise they were not telling me. So all mm. of a sudden VP and two, two senior managers walking into the room, like, you know, if you are not aware of it, then you're not prepping yourself right in advance and I knew everything about them so uh, the thing is that like you know ask questions they can't say no to you so um find out the information yourself like you know onus is on you you got to do the homework on it right so
1: So that's a piece of insight that I would have never thought of, right? So you're sitting uh, with the recruiter. You get to the end of the call. They say, Gary, we're going to schedule you an interview. And then you go through the series of questions, right? Can I get the name of the hiring manager? Is this a a single manager interview or is this a panel interview? And if it's a panel interview, can I get the name of the panel that's going to be interviewing me? So, wow, I was like a bit of an explosion there in my mind. It's like, wow, you know what? I've never... I would have never, I know, maybe to you it seems pretty common, but I know to a lot of our listeners, especially because they're coming from other countries outside of Canada, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that you would typically ask for. It would just be, you know, this is the process. I'm just going to follow. I'm not going to ask questions, and I'll be surprised when I show up. And actually, this is, is, (laughs) yeah, and, and this is preparation, right? Like, this is, this is, like, real preparation that, um, you know, to really be informed, but you got to ask those questions in order to be properly informed. So yeah. No, that's the process
2: a- too. Right. And I'm like, what people do is, um, you know, this is it. But like, you know, there are companies out there. What they do is first they will have initial meeting with manager, then senior manager. And then later on, wait five minutes and they'll bring some VP just to see the fit. Um, mm-hmm. People don't know. So I always tell a client, like what's the next process after this, after this interview, right? Is it going to be a second interview, right? If we go through the first stage and if I, so, ask those questions to the recruiter because these are the people they know the process don't assume that you know they don't know they're the one to guide you right and what kind of interview would that be would that be be behavioral questions like would there be case studies would there be presentations would there be any homework anything like that right so ask questions because the last thing you want to do is you sit there and then someone tells you like you know what um, present me on this topic or write me the case, case like you know let's go and read the case notes and like you know give me the answers on that right so prep yourself because it's not only star interviews anymore it's a case study it's presenting like you know how you how well you present right it's good to be aware of all those before you go through the interview don't assume it's only like star interviews
1: yeah wow you know what like you're just dropping the bombs today this is fantastic because i you know i would have never thought to ask what kind of interview are we going to have You know, is it going to be, are you going to ask me to go through a case file? Are you going to ask me to present something? Are you going to ask me, uh, you know, very, you don't have to get into the actual questions, but you know, what style are you going to use? Right. And this is something I know a lot of people are not asking, right? So, you know, who's going to be in the room? Is it an individual? It is a panel and, you know, What can you do to prepare for that and the only way you can find out is by asking the questions so what happens and i think you know this might be an interesting question so what happens when you ask the question and people say well you just have to wait till you get into the room what would you respond to that
2: um you know what if that's you know you know like if that's that's the way it is and that's the way it is either i would assume that recruiter has no clue because no well-known company would. Put you on a limbo like that, mm-hmm. and my my thought would be like, okay, they really want to uh, try to like you know they are just they're just not the right fit probably right. I mean like you know anyone out of the right mind would say, well, wait till you get into the room. Like what is this? <laughs> what is this they want to do? Right? Are they setting you up for failure? Do they want to like intimidate you with that interview, or do they want to get to know you? Right. So it's a yeah. culture, as you said, uh, you could feel it already and. If that's the way it is and that's the way it is, but like, you know, how you handle it is, you know what, you research um, on a Glassdoor review or Indeed or something, you know, what are the interviews like? You know, how do they do, how do they do the interviews? Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably like still do the homework. Don't go on like, you know, don't go right there and think about like, okay, well, I'll do whatever it takes, but still go and review because there are a lot of reviews in Glassdoor and Indeed Mm -hmm. um, and they will, you know, that would potentially help you.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I know. That's, that's fantastic. Actually, just going to glassdoor.com. And I'll make sure that I include that link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, just going there and seeing what other people are experiencing when they're going through their own interviews as well, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great resource. So. What's so, so that's great. So you've, you covered like the preparation part, you know, getting to know the team that's going to be sitting across from you. What's the one thing that your client or a candidate would need to do in order, and you have this experience because you've, you've been on the other side of the table as a hiring manager, you know, what's the one thing that you would need to do to, to really be a standout candidate from another, from any, all the other candidates that are going to be applying for the same role?
2: Um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, as you said, it, it's just the whole process. I think like, you know, resume, um, you, you do, you sell yourself in the resume and you know what, you please the ATS system and then you go to the management and you start talking, but you know what, as a manager, I would probably know in 10 seconds, if I want to hire you or not, it just, you know, if I click with you or not, it's it's not, at that time, it's not about resume anymore because I've, I've done that homework and you know what, I'd like you so much on paper that I granted you the interview, right? Now mm-hmm. it's all about like, you know what, um, do I see myself uh, working with you? Do I see you as a team player when you're talking about it? Is it all about I, 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 and me, 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 like, you know what, how many times you've just used I, you know what I mean, In versus we, you know, how many times? you've taken the credit from like you know last job like you know it's all about you did it and it's not about like you know team you know so um i'll try to connect that piece and see are you the person who is really like you know who's going to be happy with the, you know quiet room or are you the person who i can stretch because as a manager uh, if i see potential i would like you to be my next leader when i'm not there you know do i mm-hmm. see myself like you know you leading a team or do i see myself like you know um myself as like can I connect with you when I work with you and I think that's a fit we're looking at if I don't feel it inside then probably it's not like you know you're not the right fit and that's when it's going to happen and the the feedback's going to be you know what um, unfortunately you know we've decided to go with someone else (laughs) I don't know how do I put it but I don't I never had to deliver those my HR would do that for me but unfortunately it's not a fit (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I, so we're getting to the near, near the end of our podcast, but the one question I, and actually, as you were speaking, the one thing that really stood out is, you know, you, you said within the first 10 seconds or five minutes, you know, whether or not somebody is a fit. So maybe in like two or three where, or, you know, in, in two or three like ideas, you know, what are the things that help you come to that conclusion fairly quickly? So, so what are you looking for specifically? Because I know a lot of managers are like are, are out there like that. And, you know, and when I was hiring heavily, it was the same, right? Within five minutes or 10 minutes, I knew whether or not you would be right for my team. So what are you looking for or what were you when you were a hiring manager looking for specifically when you were you know, within that first five, 10 minutes?
2: Um, I would I would ask them. Let's say when I'm asking, like a a question would have been based on star questions. So if I would Mm -hmm. ask them about, um, let's say one of the questions that was really important to me was, you know, what kind of management style you like, and. what doesn't work for you. Right. And that tells a lot about individual, like, you know what, and it comes out like, you know, are they going to bad mouth the last employer? Right. If they're doing it, then you know what, they're not completely healed. Whatever happened last time they're emotionally still stuck into the same mode of negativity. Right. It -hmm. happens sometime. It doesn't work out. Let it go move on. But like, you know, things like that, right. Like, you know, you never want to go into the interview and talk about your ex manager. Um, and then, like that, would tell me, like, you know, is it going to be fit? Like, um, that's one criteria for me. Uh, the other thing is, was it all about you? Do you talk about? Uh, do you talk about your team? Do you? Do you? Did you ever give credit to, like, you know, your team? Team last time, or co- colleagues, or a manager, or something like that. That tell that would tell me a lot about. This person actually is all about, you know, giving credit, and it's all about teamwork. And you know what? He he or she believes in giving back or gratitude or even if the person did some volunteering work like what would the person do in a free time like you know um the the reason I ask that is what is the person passionate about is he like nine to mm. five and going and is, is he really miserable not doing anything outside and like he's just focused on him and that's it or is he how is he giving back to the community I'm huge on that right so can I depend on him if I ever wanted to him to like, you know, volunteer for something. Right. So things like that matter to me as a manager. It's not like you know, everyone looks to the same thing for me that matter to me the most.
1: Yeah. And actually, and this is where, you know, a lot of that research that you would have done on in, in advance, you would know whether or not the person was heavily involved in, you know, nonprofits, charities, volunteering, you would have a good idea. And that kind of starts to paint the picture that, you know, when you're going through that process and you're learning about, the hiring manager and you're speaking, you know, and, and if you don't do any of that stuff, that means the, the alignment isn't there, right? No matter how hard you try to force yourself into that role, it, it's just not going to fit, right? Cause you're not aligned. Like if you're a person who never does any volunteer work or initiative instead of ch- charity work, you know, there's a good chance that, you know, the values that you have aren't necessarily going to line up with the values of the organization even, right? Cause a lot of organizations today, I know are very big and heavily involved in charities and community. And one of the things, you know, one of the things I even tell my own clients is, you know, go in, understand the mission and the values of the organization and see if they're aligned with what you believe and what your values are. Right. And if they're not, then you're not, there's never going to be that fit, right. No matter how hard you try. So yeah, no, great. You definitely, the passion part, I I really like that. And I think that's even for myself, it's true. You got to have, Passion when you come to work, if you're not alive and you're not ready to, to change and, and you know, change the world, uh, I'm going to use the word metaphorically, you know, change the world and come out and try to do something different every day, you know, you're not going to be the right fit because you're going to come in and you're just going to do your nine to five thing. Maybe you do it well, maybe you don't do it well, but if you don't have the passion, you're going to get bored of it and things are going to go bad quickly, I think, right? So like
2: anyone can, right? I mean, like, you know, last uh, point that I want to put in is anyone can bring thousands of, uh, you know, problems, but you know what, I want someone who can bring the solutions, but this Mm. is it, I'll make your job easy, right? Like, you know what, I got to be surrounded with the smartest people. That's a reason that I'm hiring you. I don't need to be smartest people in the room. I want my team to be smartest to make me look better and all of us better, right? We're a team.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, and solution oriented, you know, ideally everybody should be solution oriented. Focus on the solution, not the problems. You'll always get to your, yourself to where you need to get to. So, this is great. So, you've given us some really good information around interview, our resume preparation, how to deal with recruiters and when they call, and really how to get through and understanding how to be successful in the interview with the hiring manager. So thank you for that. Uh, So in terms of what's coming up next for you, Sweta, you know, I know you got a website and I'll include the link in the show notes as well. Uh, But is there anything else that's coming up and new for you? You know, some of the stuff that you're working on that you want to share with some of the audience here.
2: Absolutely. I am in the process of revamping my website. So right now, currently I just work uh, with the, Um, clients in Canada so my next phase would be taking it internationally I get a lot of requests but unfortunately I have to decline and I am in the process of getting more people within the team and lots going on so extremely busy I've been very blessed and I just started (laughs) you know what I mean it's amazing that you know I'm just I'm just happy and very blessed.
1: Awesome. Okay, great. So I'll make sure that I include whenever. So I know you're in the process of revamping your website, but I'll make sure I include that in the show notes. And uh, would it be okay if folks reached out to you on LinkedIn, if they wanted to get additional support and had additional questions for you?
2: Absolutely, reach out. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I live by it. I try to respond to each and every one as long as there's a, there, you know, as long as someone just doesn't just send me a message saying hi and how are you. Please be very specific yeah. Yeah. what you're looking for, and I can guide you where to go and push out the link or content. I post there every day. Just go and see it. Follow me. And you know what? I'd be more than happy to provide you content and tips and whatever you want to reach out to me over LinkedIn.
1: Excellent, excellent, well, thank you, and thank you for you know all the insights that you 've provided us today. Thank you for being on the Zero to Hired podcast. I know our, our audience is going to take a lot of value from the nuggets that you've provided, and there 's some really good nuggets, so uh, you know if if you 're listening to just the last part of the podcast, make sure you go in and listen to the rest of it because there 's some really good stuff in there. so thank you for your time today, so with, uh, you know it 's been awesome to have you and uh, yeah no welcome and thank you thank you for for being on the zero to
2: hired podcast thank you for having me
1: all right everybody that is it for this episode of the zero to hired podcast until next time we'll catch you soon
0: Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.